instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, happy Friday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host. Coming to you from the Stratus IP Studios here in lovely eastern Indiana. Don't let cyber attacks or old technology slow your company down. Learn more at stratusip.net or schedule a consultation at briannicholshow.com forward slash stratusip. Stratus IP, business technology simplified. All right, folks. So we're going to be uh, joining, uh, being joined rather, that is, by a guest today who's joining us all the way over from the United Kingdom. She's going to share some context in terms of what's like uh, life like over there. Uh, hey, maybe we can even talk about uh, with all the, the stuff happening with the royal family. We'll dig into a lot of that and more. Jess, welcome to the program. Hi, you're right. Hi, how you doing? I'm um, good, thank you. T- okay, talk to us. What are, is your heart broken about the uh, the Queen? Um, yes, absolutely. Which may sound a bit conflicting as a libertarian, <laughs> but honestly, I'd rather have a royal family any day than these backstabbers in Parliament at the moment. Whether that be the Conservative Party or the Labour Party, like it's it's a nightmare. With the Queen, though, she's been around the UK um, for 70 years yeah. um, as our leading monarch. So obviously that has a massive impact towards the country. And she's a staple of our culture. And to see that gone is very, very upsetting. Yeah. I mean, I'm from upstate New York originally um, and right next to Canada. So we would have constantly folks coming over the border and, and shopping in America. And, and actually a lot of folks would work from Canada in America and when they'd be over here, they'd use Canadian dollars and it had the queen on it, right? So you, it was very common for me to see money with the queen on it in, in northern New York, funny enough. Um, but then to your point, for your culture, I mean, 70 years, right? That's, that's generations in that, in that case. And that's just, it's sometimes really hard to, to fathom how much not only did she see, but really what she meant to your country. And it is, you know, definitely an interesting time right now, I'm sure, where you are currently in the United Kingdom. And obviously, a lot's been taking place in not just over the past few years here uh, with with COVID specifically, but now uh, you mentioned the turmoil in Parliament. Uh, talk to us about that, because obviously, Jess, this is a different world. And by the way, Jess Gill, you're joining us from Mises as well as uh, FEE, uh, Mises.org and, and FEE, uh, Foundation for Economic Education. We had John Milton Moore here on the program recently. Great conversation. So we'll make sure we include that episode at the end of today's episode. Um, but otherwise, Jess, first, do us a favor. How about this? Introduce yourself to the Brian Nichols Show audience, and then we can dig into some of the uh, what's happening in the United Kingdom. Yeah, so um, like you said, I started um, being more public about politics about a year ago, year ago, just making TikTok videos on capitalism and on British politics in general. And I think through talking about these issues and discussing these issues, ideology is so important because when you just have pure pragmatism, you, you just get lost. You end up abandoning your core principles. Mm. So through that, I realized I've had to read more. And through reading more, I've sort of defined where I stood. Um, and also through writing more, which um, like through the Mises Institute, um, I've published articles on the Equality Act, um, on the transgender debate, all that kind of stuff which is going on in the UK and also in the US. And similar with fee with the NHS, 
um, just how terrible socialism is generally. And I think these core issues are what we need to be talking about. Mm. So I'm currently um, taking a Hazlitt Fellowship with Fee, on which we are developing our ideas and sourcing out you know, our thoughts, because you have a lot of thoughts in your head and it's important to write them down. And so that's been very useful um, over the past. I only started like a month ago, but that's been great so far. Good, 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 good. And uh, thank you for that. I, I like to get to know my guests as well. And I know my audience does. So thank you for uh, your background. And let's kind of talk about some of the, the happenings. And you've actually written some articles over at Mises Org as well as over at Feed. I want to talk about a few of them because it does focus particularly on what's happening right now over in the United Kingdom because there has been some insanity and we saw you guys really kind of lead the charge to help things over here with the lockdowns. Thanks. Um, but no, I'm just teasing. It's okay. Uh, but well, is it okay? Probably not, but it's not your fault. It's all of our fault because we all let it happen. Uh, we, we tried, we tried to fight, uh, but you know, fear it's a son of a gun. And that's what's happening right now. When you look at not just, uh, with regards to your healthcare system over in the United Kingdom, but also this idea of we have to enforce equity and how it's actually leading to a very totalitarian government. You wrote this article over at Mises Wire. Talk to us. How are British efforts to enforce equality leading to woke totalitarianism? So we had a prime minister called Tony Blair in the early 2000s who basically put forward a lot of policies and Brown along with that because there's these ideas which sound nice at the start, for example, equal pay for equal work when it comes to gender. However, how is that enforced and how do we make sure that employers aren't discriminating? And the only way to do that is hiring a bureaucracy, hiring a HR department in each industry. Mm. And we've seen this throughout the UK. I think um, it's increased, these diversity and inclusion rules have increased by 75% in the past like five years because of the Equality Act, which was put forward, I believe, in 2010. And through this, even though we've had 12 years of conservative, supposedly conservative rule, they've not actually done anything conservative. And it's because of these HR um, diversity inclusion officers in every department. And people blame capitalism for this, which really annoys me because it's nothing to do with capitalism. <laughs> these radical ideas, um, for example... Um, a furniture store in the UK, plus house and that said, you can't have LGB without the T. Um, through my gender critical work, there's this outrage within the LGB community that, for example, lesbians feel that they have to, um, because you can't define what a woman is anymore, that they have to, you know, date biological men who identify with women. And so for a store to basically, you know, virtue signals to show their tribalistic tendencies like that it's sort of you know that that isn't profitable it's being divisive um and the reason for that isn't capitalism it's because of a clause in the equality act which says that you need these diversity inclusion officers and it's not just in um in these private sectors in the public sector as well like the ministry of defense said that um, the best way to go about conflict, the best way to fight is to be feminist. Or like with the NHS, it, it's riddled with wokeness. Um, so for example, again, with the trans ideology debate, they said that female only um, wards should only be for females, for biological females. And because they have a 
diversity and inclusion officer in the NHS. They led like um, a mutiny against that, which again, like you'd think you'd want to protect biological women and the NHS should be supporting these women. But because of wokeness infecting every aspect of this country through this act, which sounds nice on paper, they're unable to do that. In the world of wine, there are so many choices, and that's why Blood of Tyrants Wine has tyrants losing their heads. Whether you're looking for a new go-to at home or want to impress your friends at a party, Blood of Tyrants Wine has you covered. And if you're trying to get rid of some pesky tyrants in your life, well, we've got that covered too. Head to briannicholshow.com forward slash wine and get $5 off your order. One more time, briannicholshow.com forward slash wine. Free men don't ask permission, so take a sip. You'll be glad you did. Hmm. Yeah, well, and it speaks to why it's so important to get active, uh, specifically in the political process. And that actually leads me uh, really quick, Jess, to one of our other sponsors today, and that is Young Americans for Liberty. Guys, I want to tell you about an opportunity to jump headfirst into the liberty movement here in the United States and make a real impact. Sorry for those UK listeners today. Uh, Young Americans for Liberty is currently recruiting campaign field staff to help elect pro-liberty candidates across the country as part of Operation Win at the Door. These principled candidates are dedicated to fighting for our gun rights, keeping our troops home here at the United States, parental rights and education, CJR, ending our senseless spending, and many other winning liberty policies. Because when I say winning, I mean it. Their work speaks for itself. These are the guys and gals who helped pass constitutional carry in states like Indiana, Texas, and Alabama, fought the lockdowns every step of the way, thank goodness, all while helping make liberty win. So you want to help make a difference and get liberty candidates elected across the country? And if you want to be a part of the fight and actually make an impact in our insane political climate here in 2022, you can join one of these campaigns with Young Americans for Liberty now through November 8th. Gas covered, housing fully provided, and you'll be compensated a total of $2,800 a month for your work on the campaign trail. Sound interesting? Head to briannicholshow.com forward slash Y-A-L to apply and make real change in this country today. That's briannicholshow.com forward slash Y-A-L. Let's make liberty win. One more time, briannicholshow.com forward slash Y-A-L. All right, Jess, so let's talk about Another aspect of a totalitarian, uh, totalitarianism, it is the way that your government has been approaching it, uh, your healthcare system through the NHS, and really it's become more of a state religion. Talk to us about that. So recently, actually, an MP has brought forward um, this issue, the fact that we have, um, I think it's a 7 million waiting list. Um, our results, our outcomes are horrific, wow. despite... There's this idea that the NHS is underfunded. It's not. It's European average. I think in 2020, it was the highest pay, um, the highest um, spending in in um, the most developed countries, other than the US. So this idea that the NHS is underfunded is a complete lie. However, there's still this idea that it is underfunded, and the Tories are trying to privatise it. I wish the Tories were trying to privatise it. Um, and any debate, any chance of reform is met with such hostility. The reality is that collectivism and central planning doesn't work, and we can see this with the outcomes of the NHS. It's nothing to do with how much money is spent. It's the fact that it's centrally planned. You can't allocate resources efficiently. It's nothing to do with the hard work of the doctors and nurses. It's just the effects of pretty much socialism. <laughs> um and because we have this such cult mentality during lockdown, for example, 
everyone had to clap for the NHS. Like you, you would go outside, I think it was like 8 p.m. And everyone would get on the street and just start like clapping for the NHS, which if that doesn't say it's like a cult, I don't think um, you can have any more evidence of that. And there's this whole idea of our NHS when I have no say of the NHS. And it's annoying as well because younger people especially have to pay for national insurance. Liz Truss and the new prime minister has recently um, stopped the increase in national insurance, but we are going to put more spending towards the NHS. And at the same time, it's like, why are we spending more towards the NHS when it's just going to be sucked into this black hole? Wait, are you telling me that your free health care isn't free? Isn't that how it works? (laughs) Not only is it free at the point of use, you can't even use it. So what's the point? Now talk, what was that number again, the waiting time? I think it was almost um, uh, 6.8 million waiting on the waiting list. That's that's insane. That's almost 7 million people who can't get access to a doctor or get access to healthcare necessities right now. That's so, it just blows my mind. And yet, and let me ask you, Jessica, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And help me understand, because I actually had this conversation with our, our friend, um, I forget the gentleman's name, but down in Australia during the lockdowns, like, how are people letting this happen? How can people just like look and say like, yeah, this, this is this is a thing. Seven million people on the waiting list for the NHS. This is fine. It's it's the meme. It's the the little dog sitting in the house on fire and saying this is fine. That that's what it feels like. How how did how is this happening? Yeah, absolutely. I I really don't know. I really don't have an answer for that. It's like even my uh, family, my mum, for example, she's been waiting to get um, help for her knee because every time she goes out on a walk, she's like sc- she's screaming in pain. And even my mum, who's been waiting on a waiting list for about a year now, um, it was going to be six months, but that got delayed and everything. Hmm. Um, she she still loves the NHS. She she still thinks it's the greatest thing of all time. And I think you Americans, you're a part of the reason why everyone hates it because they think the only options is the UK system of of free healthcare or the US system where they think everyone's dying on the street because they can't afford healthcare. Which, okay, so I, I lived in, Phil- sorry, there's my camera. Uh, I lived in Philadelphia for like seven and a half years. People aren't suffering from, from dying on the streets because they don't have access to healthcare. They're dying on the streets because they're like, you know, overdosing. That's the main issue that we're seeing. So I, I don't want to hear, you know, a lot of folks complain about the American healthcare system. Now you might get hit with a big bill, but are you not going to be given healthcare? Absolutely not. Like you, you go to an ER and you need, you need help. You're going to be seen. And then like, that's the part that just drives me nuts is that there's such a misconception as to like what the American healthcare system is. Uh, but talk to us about, I guess, what your prospects are for the future, right? The the future for, for the UK. I know it's been up in the air. You've had like, what, 30 prime ministers in the past two years, it seems. So talk to us about where things are headed and, and what your thoughts are on the prospects for liberty, specifically overseas in the United Kingdom. So we've recently um, had a new prime minister, Liz Truss. And this is crazy because she came in on the 6th, I think, and then the Queen died on the 8th. <laughs> so everything, like, the focus on this trust has just been, it, it's just gone pretty much. But so far, I'm actually quite surprised, pleasantly surprised on what she's put through. So one thing I must say I'm quite disappointed at 
is she's put forward an energy price cap, which will cost the taxpayer hundreds of millions of pounds. Um, it's not great. Um, and it's quite socialist. It's quite big government for someone who ran on a free market platform. However, she has, um, I think she's paused corporation tax. She's um, stopped the national insurance rise. And there's talk that she might be getting rid of the sugar tax, which may not sound like a lot. However, um, in the UK, for example, the BBC ran this headline that Liz Truss defends that profit is a good thing. <gasps> profit is a good thing. It's like that's common sense. These are basic free market principles. Yet in the UK, it seems like you can't even say that. Um, I think it's quite surprising that Liz Truss has come forward with all this stuff. I don't even think there's a taste for free markets within the Conservative Party, I'm not going to lie. And so I don't know how long that that candle of free market thinking will last, especially as elections come about. And I don't know if Liz Truss has the same conviction as Margaret Thatcher to continue the continue the um, the race for liberty let's just say yeah well and it, it speaks to frankly why it's so important for us to not give up the the battle to win hearts and minds right i know we want to win the elections we want to have that that success but we also have to play the long game we have to plant seeds by and this is why frankly on my show we've taken the, the sell liberty approach like we have to approach things through the lens of we are trying to get people to change from where they are and, and frankly in some cases very ingrained in their quote status quo solution and how do we get them to go from that comfort zone to exploring something new trying something new and getting outside of that comfort zone getting comfortable with being uncomfortable in that they're not in whatever it is that safe little world that they once lived in and to see that there might be a better chance so Jess, we're getting towards the end of the episode. I want to give you a chance here for final thoughts. What do you want folks to take away from today's episode? Anything in particular, uh, you know, whether it's an, a message for our, our folks here in the United States, what they need to know, or folks uh, at home, what you're asking them to do, or anything across the board. Floor is yours. I think my main <clears throat> point is that you need to look at politicians' actions rather than the words. It's all good them proposing these massive reforms and changes, but until that actually comes about, that's how you should judge them. Because we've seen through Boris Johnson's um, government that having a government full of words instead of actions, that will lead for the country to basically go downhill. It leads to unproductivity and it leads to people not being able to identify how we can grow the economy they think socialism is the solution when it definitely is not yep well uh i cannot agree more and it's why frankly we have to keep doing what we're doing so my final thoughts for today are uh, folks you know uh it costs money to do what we're doing here so if you would do me a favor please head to briannicholshow.com forward slash support go ahead and give us some love over at the brian nichols show you can do that two different ways number one become a patreon supporter you can yeah you become a, a, a super fan and that gives it just five dollars a month and uh, you can help support the show that way or if you want to do a one-time paypal donation link there five bucks 20 bucks 100 bucks i don't care whatever you can do every little bit goes right back here into the program to help us have folks on like jess 
to help leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. So with that being said, final thoughts for today. Thank you, Jess. I appreciate that. Uh, and also, folks, do me a favor. If you got some value from today's episode, please go ahead and give today's episode a share. When you do, please go ahead and give yours truly a tag at B. Nichols Liberty. Jess, where can folks go ahead and follow you? They want to continue the conversation. I'm on Twitter. JessGill03 is my arts. Alrighty, and we'll make that easy, folks. We'll include those links there in the show notes so uh, you can go ahead and find Jess. And by the way, if you're joining us over in the audio version of the podcast, uh, don't worry. All you gotta do is click the artwork in your podcast catcher. It'll bring you over to briannicholshow.com where you can find today's episode. You can find uh, actually John Milton Moore's most recent episode here in the program as well. Uh, so we'll make sure, by the way, if you're joining us on YouTube, we'll include that right below. Um, but also you can find all 589 other episodes of The Brian Nichols Show. And uh, oh, by by the way, uh, really, really excited. We have some amazing guests uh, coming up here over the next few weeks. So make sure you hit subscribe, uh, whether you're joining us here on YouTube, Odyssey. But when you do, just do me a favor. Hit that little notification bell so you're not missing a single time we go live. But with that being said, Jess Gill, thanks for joining us here on The Brian Nichols Show. And with that being said, folks, thank you for joining us on The Brian Nichols Show. It's Brian Nichols signing off. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to the Brian Nichols Show at BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network.